Oh, hello. Sorry, it was that old, uh, can't rotate the phone business. Oh no. Oh, there you are. Hi, Naomi. Sorry, it was that, um... I'd read something in bed last night, lying down, so I took my screen rotate off so it stayed, and when you do live feed and it's... and you haven't got it so that it would rotate, it then does it on the side. Which is why, if you look at the picture up above, uh, anyway, sorry about that. Sue, come across. Where are you? Oh. Should I just message her quick? Chill, huh? Oh, right. Oh, well, good morning. Uh, we're on uh, two chronicles, and we read up to verse. Uh, sorry, up to chapter nineteen yesterday. So we'll pick up at chapter twenty. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Meonites, came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Hi, Sue. Great to have you. Um, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army, army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar, that is in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front, in the front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of, of nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, 
the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah with Jeru and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness, as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush, or the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invaded in Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing, and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Berak, or no, Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Baraka to this day. Then led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps, lutes and trumpets. The fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the countries uh, when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. So Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 25 years. His mother's name was Azubah, daughter of Shilhai. He walked in the ways of his father Asa and did not stray from them. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The high places, however, were not removed, and the people still had not set their hearts on the God of their fathers. The other events of Jehoshaphat's reign from beginning to end are written in the annals of Jehu, son of Hanani, which are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel. Later, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, made an alliance with Ahaziah, king of Israel, who was guilty of wickedness. He agreed with him to construct a fleet of trading ships. After these were built at Ezion Geba, Eleazar, son of Dodavahu of Marasha, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, because you have made an alliance with Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy what you have made. The ships were wrecked and were not able to set sail to trade. Then Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers and was buried with them in the city of David. And Jehoram, his son, succeeded him as king. Jehoram's brothers, the sons of Jehoshaphat, were Azariah, Jehiel, Zechariah, Azariahu, Michael, 
and Shephatiah. All these were sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Israel. Their father had given them many gifts of silver and gold and articles of value, as well as fortified cities in Judah. But he had given the kingdom of Jehoram uh, because he was, uh, to Jehoram because he was his firstborn son. When Jehoram established himself firmly over his father's kingdom, he put all his brothers to the sword along with some of the princes of Israel. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for eight years. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, and he married a daughter of Ahab. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, because of the covenant the Lord had made with him, the Lord was not willing to destroy the house of David. He had promised to maintain a lamp for David and his descendants forever. In the time of Jehoram, Edom rebelled against Judah and set up its own king. So Jehoram went there with the officers and all his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he rose up and broke through by night. To this day, Edom has been in rebellion against Judah. Libnah revolted at the same time because Jehoram had forsaken the Lord, the God of his fathers. He had also built high places on the hills of Judah and had caused the people of Jerusalem to prostitute themselves and had led Judah astray. Jehoram received a letter from Elijah the prophet which said, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. You have not walked in the ways of your father Jehoshaphat or of Asa, king of Judah, but you have walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, and you have led Judah and the people of Jerusalem to prostitute themselves, just as the house of Ahab did. You have also murdered your own brothers, members of your father's house, men who were better than you. So now the Lord is about to strike your people, your sons, your wives, and everything that is yours with a heavy blow. You yourself will be very ill with a lingering disease of the bowels until the disease causes your bowels to come out. The Lord aroused against Jehoram the hostility of the Philistines and of the Arabs who lived near the Cushites. They attacked Judah, invaded it, and carried off all the goods found in the king's palace, together with his sons and wives. Not a son was left to him except Ahaziah the youngest. After all this, the Lord afflicted Jehoram with an incurable disease of the bowels. In the course of time, at the end of the second year, his bowels came out because of the disease, and he died in great pain. His people made no fire in his honour, as they had for his father. Jehoram was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for eight years. He passed away to no one's regret, and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Oh, mate, isn't that sad? He died to no one's regret. Oh, flip. Oh, yeah, so Je Jehoshaphat, he's a funny one, isn't he? Because uh, he does oh, something just quite incredible, isn't it? That the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. And you've got that lovely prayer there, isn't it? Which kind of is like his father Asa's prayer, isn't it? Um, where he says that we, um, we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Um, yeah, but the Lord comes and he delivers them. And it's such a lovely, uh, lovely chapter that, isn't it? Um, uh, there's enemies all around. There is, it involves then um, the fellowship coming together to pray. There's the Lord hearing and answering. There is um, the praise and thanks and singing um, before, before the fact of the deliverance, isn't it? The news that... No, the Lord is here and he will do something. And they're like, there's praise to do with that. But then there's the actual uh, fact of the Lord has done that work and they've come across and then um, there is plunder. Um, and then 
there is more thanks and more praise and more music and there's peace and there's rest known. That's a lovely little, uh, yeah, lovely little uh, insight into church life, isn't it? Um, surrounded by our enemies, the Lord promises deliverance. The fact that the Lord gets involved with us at that point, isn't it, and gives us this great, great hope is cause enough. It doesn't have to be the fact, does it? Uh, we don't have to be in heaven right now in order to praise and thank him, but we've got that hope, isn't it? Yeah, we've got the church coming together, the fellowship, which is what we want, isn't it, Cabalva? Let's tighten it, all as one, crying out to him, talking to him. We are powerless, so we need you to seek him and to seek his face. Yeah, just that is a fantastic picture. I love it as well, isn't it? The um, uh, He's promised to keep the house of David, so he's not going to come out and wipe out um, Jehoram. Um, yeah, there it is, that little... No, Jesus is coming. He is coming. And uh, nothing's going to stop the Lord from getting his son into the line of David. Yeah. Cool, cool. Have a great day today. Happy Friday. See you now. God willing, on Sunday. If not, uh, then on Monday, we're back here uh, reading some more RBC. Take care. God bless. Bye bye.